Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Congratulations on getting through your 9 to 5. Thank you so much for listening. It is The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com and the Odyssey app. My name is Karenson Harrison. I appreciate you listening and making me a part of your day. We have a lot to get into in this 5 o'clock hour. I want to thank you for making us a part of your day again here on The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. Let's start with what continues to be the top offseason story with the Kansas City Chiefs, at least for a couple more weeks, what the plan is regarding Chris Jones and Legereus Need. Matt Verderam, friend of the show, he was on Cody and Gold earlier today. He was asked a question, who's more important, Sneed or Jones? I think if you're Brett Veach, you're talking to both sides, right? You're talking to the Cats brothers with Jones, and you're talking to Safaro Lawson, the agent for Jerry Sneed, and you're saying, look, uh, I'm willing to tag either one of these two players. Um, and so it, it behooves everybody to work out a long-term deal before that, that drop-dead date of the, of the tag deadline. So now, look, I don't think it's going to be easy with either one. Obviously, we already saw what this looked like with Chris Jones last summer. I think if the Chiefs are going to sign him long-term, they're going to have to up the offer. There's no question. They're going to have to get either really close to or at that $30 million a year range you know, I, I think the question there is what is the term? Is it a couple of years? Is it three years? I know speaking to people in the league, they think he could get a four-year deal. So where does it land? As far as Snead goes, you know, doing due diligence, talking to people in the NFL, there's an expectation, hey, look, he could command around $15 million a year. I think if you're the Chiefs, that'd be pretty good. Maybe that number's gone up since the Super Bowl, the way he played toward the end of the playoffs. Maybe now it's more in the 17- to 18-year range. It's it's cheaper to tag Snead, but I think Jones has to be the priority right now for the Chiefs. They can they can kind of withstand losing Snead, even though they wouldn't want to. Losing Jones, I don't know how you replace him. 
I agree with the end part of what Matt Verderam said there. If you were talking about who the more unique player is and who is going to be the hardest player to replace, I agree. I do believe that it would be Chris Jones. But I do think we have to factor in ease and sort of availability in this sense. Who is going to be the easier player to re-sign to a long-term extension? And I think it is very clearly it is going to be the player who is going to cost significantly less than the other player. I want to play for you guys what Mitchell Schwartz had to say, and we'll dive deeper into it on the other side, because I think, at least in this conversation, we have talked a lot about team-friendly deals and is Chris Jones willing to give some kind of hometown discount. Here's what our guy Mitchell Schwartz had to say about it. Is Aaron Donald the true top of the market, and then does he want inflation increases on top of that? Because two years ago was his best season, that was his first season when you kind of dive into like the stats and the advanced stuff that he played more similar to an Aaron Donald level. Um, you know, Chris plays a lot. He's on the field a lot. So some of the stats look really good in terms of the, the total volume of it. But when you look at kind of a snap by snap basis and the impact, um, he's had a lot of really good seasons where he's the second best guy in the league or, or in that top five. He's really only had that one season where he was truly at Donald's level in terms of some of the advanced data. So, that's probably the Chiefs' perspective, saying you've only done this once. We're not going to like pay you when Aaron Donald did this eight straight years in a row. Um, so it's interesting. You don't really know what's going on unless you're in those rooms, and we're not in that room. Well, I was thinking this as Mitchell Schwartz was talking. I wrote this down so we can talk about it at the 5 o'clock hour. I would say that this is their best chance to sign Chris Jones. Their best chance is to sit down with him, his agent, Clark, Andy, all the people that matter. And, hey, we're all adults here. Let's get to the brass tacks. You know and I know that we cannot franchise tag you. As much as people keep throwing out the tag and trade, you are not acquiring Chris Jones on a tag that would make him the highest paid non-quarterback in the National Football League. And now you give him all the leverage and you have no cap flexibility until you reach a long-term extension. So if we're going to have an open dialogue here for the sake of this negotiation, if we are all in this room together to come to the same conclusion, you know and we know that we cannot franchise tag you. But we also would like for you to stay here. And you also communicated, Chris, that you want to be here long-term. If you don't remember, you said this last week. Kansas City, we will be back here next year. And for those who want Chris Jones go, I ain't going nowhere, baby. I would show that video to him. And I would say, we're willing to offer you $30 million. That's more than what we offered you last year. Last year, it was a $27.5 million. It's still less than Aaron Donald. It's still less than Nick Bosa. But at $30 million, that makes you the third highest paid defensive player in the league. That's a really good contract. We've shown you a lot of good faith. We're asking you to show us some good faith. And we're asking you to give back a little bit of money. We know that if we franchise tag you, we would owe you more than that money. We also believe, and you probably believe, if you hit free agency, you would also get more than this $30 million. But that is a really, really fair offer that allows you to do everything that you said you wanted to do. You said you want to be here. You said you want to retire a chief. We also understand that you want to be compensated. 
But, Rob, if that number isn't around $30 million, I just don't know if it's very realistic to think that he's coming back because I would say even at $30 million, you were still giving some money back to the organization. Not a lot, but you're still giving $3, 4000000 million back to your employer. That is not chump change. I would say 30 is where the negotiation starts. Like, his cap number is, what, 32? I think if you can get to 32, 33, I think Chris Jones is willing to take – I would say that's relatively team friendly. If he's going to play around the same tag number, or maybe it's, it looks like 33 a year, but it's funny money. So it's backload or whatever. Have you, you know how these things work in the NFL where it's not true money. It's funny money. But I think Chris Jones at 30 is probably good for the chiefs. I see a lot of Chris Jones. Hey, in the text line, I get it. He, the analytics don't love him play by play, but he is the best pass rusher in the Chiefs. And the advanced analytics, the ones that people use to talk about how bad Chris Jones is, will point out that George Karloftis' pop last year happened because Chris Jones was so great and double teamed so often. I think Chris Jones is the catalyst that makes this defense as good as it is in the National Football League. There are other pieces, other players that are very important, but I think he is the most important for what they do on that defense. So... If team-friendly means 30, 31, 32, if I'm Brett Veach and Clark Hunt, I say, okay, let's get that deal done. Let's put your name in ink on a piece of paper because that is a good deal for the Chiefs long-term. He is the key cog to repeating or, excuse me, three-peating in Kansas City. Yeah, I'm just looking at the deal and why I think that's it. And I guess this is why if we're having the conversation about sort of like team-friendly deals – And I see a lot of comparisons to Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. I also think it's fair to note that Chris Jones earning potential off the field is not anywhere close to what those two guys are. So Travis Kelsey can say, hey, maybe I don't have to break the tight end market, but I also have the ability to make this up in other ways that Chris Jones is just not going to be able to make it up. I also think it's important to note that the franchise tag for Chris Jones is just more than what. Travis Kelsey is going to make. So even if you give up some money, if you're Chris Jones, you are still going to make a significant amount more money than what a guy like Travis Kelsey is going to make. So I'm looking at it. I mean, if he took that $30 million deal, we're basically talking about the contract that they, that they could have given to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is the only player in the league that makes exactly $30 million a year, four for one twenty. So he is the third highest paid non-quarterback in the National Football League. Number one is Nick Bosa at 34. Number two is Aaron Donald at 31, 32. You can round up. It's three for 95, so it's not an evenly, perfectly round number. And then Tyreek Hill is at, is at $30 million, and TJ Watt is at 28. Same thing with Devontae Adams. So those are the five highest paid players in the league. If you're Chris Jones, I don't think there's any reason to take less than $28 million. They offered you 27.5 last year. That puts you top five in the entire league for non-quarterbacks. I don't think there's any reason to take that. If you were doing that, you were doing the Chiefs a substantial favor based on what you should believe that your market is. And you were taking, at this point, significantly less than what Aaron Donald got. I think the $30 million, at least to, I will not take the franchise tag. And I also will not go to free agent. I think the $30 million is a nice compromise. It would involve the Chiefs paying a little bit more than they were willing to pay last offseason. And it also shows you that Chris Jones is willing to take a little bit less to stay in Kansas City. That is what a compromise is. A compromise is not one side conceding. It is both sides conceding. 
And at least so far in these conversations with the Chiefs, the Chiefs have been unwilling to to barter. And I get it. Your strategy has worked. Playing hardball with players and either, hey, take it or leave it kind of deal. You have built a dynasty off the strength of negotiating that way. One player didn't bite the same way that you have gotten other players to bite. Now, you can say your loss and, hey, you can go play for another team and you won't have a chance to compete for championships. You got a chance to be on Patrick Mahomes' side. Now you can go up against him. But if this is a player that you really want to keep, you probably have to up your offer a little bit more than you did the last time if you were serious about keeping that player and you were serious about him not hitting the free agent open market. And now instead of just talking to you, he's talking to seven or eight other teams that could inevitably outbid you and have Chris Jones on their team next season. This offseason, and when I say the offseason, I mean the major two questions that Chiefs had this offseason is fascinating because they have historically played hardball with their guys. But they've played hardball, the one major example we have, with a guy who plays on the same side of the field as Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs were betting, Patrick Mahomes is so great, I bet he'll make it work even without you. Is there a Patrick Mahomes on the defense? Because the Chiefs still have Patrick Mahomes in the NFL. Anywhere other than the one that plays quarterback. Are you still able to play hardball and keep a hard line when it comes to two guys on your defense? You were able to do that with Tyreek Hill because you knew in the back of your head, we love Tyreek. Our offense will be dynamic with Tyreek. But if Tyreek wants 30, we can still be a great offense and we can still be dynamic because we have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Spags is great. McDuffie is fantastic. There's a lot of good players on that defense. But can you take that same hard line with these two guys and still maintain that level of defense without that alpha dog that you have on the offense? Yeah, and some of the deals that people are throwing out here, I just think that we are at least past this point where someone just said, how about a two-year, $50 million fully guaranteed deal? I, I, they offered him 27.5 last season, and he said no. If you offer me 27.5, I just got double-digit sacks, and I was, again, a first-team All-Pro, and we just won another championship. No, I'm not interested in signing for 25. No, no thanks. I'm okay. I just, I think the price has potentially gone up, and the Chiefs, they're usually not the side that, hey, it's, it is now more expensive. All right, we'll pay it. Their solution has usually been, it's more expensive now. All right, we'll figure it out, and we'll be just fine. They have done that with just about every player during the Patrick Mahomes era, especially since he has gotten paid. I guess we'll find out if they'll do that with Chris Jones. We got a lot to get into, Rob. Let's get into the hits. While you're stuck in traffic on your drive home, The Drive gets you caught up on the biggest sports stories in Kansas City and around the country. It's The Hits, only on The Drive, number one. Well, Carrington, in a stunner, something that when I got in this morning, me and you were prepping the show. Yes, we do prep the show. I never thought we'd be like, hey, hit number one is going to be about a punter. But here we are. Matt Ariza is now a Kansas City Chief. News broke around 215 today. The Chiefs have signed the former San Diego State standout punt God, as he was called, despite his former off the field, God. the former off the field issues. Carrington, are you surprised the Chiefs are moving on from all pro Tommy Townsend to sign a player who, worth noting, has not punted football at any point in the National Football League? No, not really. I mean, if you look at the numbers, so Tommy Townsend last year, so 2022, just for clarification, his average punt was 50.4. This year it was down to 47.1. Inside the 20, he was worse. In 2022, 41.5% of his punts landed inside the 20. 
in 2023, only 33% of his punts landed inside the 20. Now, you might be thinking, well, the Chiefs punted a lot more this past season than they did in 2022. Not really. I mean, in 2022, he had 53 punts. In 2023, he had 59 punts. So six more punts over 17 games is not a drastic difference. Now, you know, you can shank one, something wrong could happen, but you had more opportunities to put it inside the 20 and you did it less. He was not as good last year. And I think like most jobs, if you weren't as productive at your job and now your contract is up and you have the opportunity to maybe get a little bit cheaper and maybe maintain that same production or potentially get a little bit better, I think the Chiefs took their chance. Tommy Townsend was going to make, what, three, maybe $4 million to punt. And the Chiefs, now we got to see the contract coming up, but Matt Ariza was going to be on a rookie contract because he was coming out of college. He then had the off the field situation. I'm assuming it's going to be incredibly cheap. I mean, you could get Matt Ariza for maybe a third of the cost you were going to get Tommy Townsend. It makes sense to me why the Chiefs were willing to go this route. And if Matt Ariza was cleared of everything off the field, I don't know why you wouldn't at least pursue it if you're an NFL team. Carrington, earlier today, the recently retired first baseman of the Kansas City Royals, or former first baseman of the Kansas City Royals, Eric Hosmer, was on Fesco in the morning talking about his decision to retire, his time in Kansas City, and what's next in his life. But Fesco asked a fascinating question to the former Royals first baseman. Does he regret leaving Kansas City and signing in San Diego? But at the end of the day, the, the game's in a different place, and the whole, you know, play with one jersey, your whole career thing isn't, um, you know, when I grew up, it was a common thing. And I think now it's not as common. So, you know what, man, it's a decision that I really don't regret because at the end of the day, I had to take care of my family. But it was so cool because even when I was with San Diego, there would be Kansas City fans that were in the stands at some of the games and they'd be wearing the Royal shirt, the Royals hat. And we would always kind of make eye contact and give each other a nod. So that bond will never break. And it was always super strong. Carrington, do you think Eric Hosmer with revisionist history made the right or wrong move designed to chase the bag and head to San Diego? And do you think he's telling the truth when he says it comes down to taking care of his family? Because if I recall, it wasn't like the Royals were offering no money. I just always think that's the default line that athletes use because you can never really counter it, right? Like if a guy says, hey, I did this so I could so I can make the best decision for my family, you gotta you kinda just gotta let it go. I mean, you're not from California, you're from Florida, so it's not like you did this move to get closer to your family. You took the best offer that's possible, and you're certainly allowed to do that. But I do think that he learned, and I think that a lot of players learn this, that there is no substitute for the community that you have built. And it's interesting. We're talking about Chris Jones. I mean, Chris Jones could find himself in the exact same situation. Hey, you know what? I went out there, and I was trying to pursue the absolute most money that was possible, and I was trying to get every single dollar. That instead of having $32 million, if I had been willing to take $27 million, I could have stayed in a great situation. I had a great organization. I liked it. My family liked it. But instead, I went chasing this small amount of money. I think that's a possibility that could happen with him. But at least with Eric Hosmer, I mean, I think it's obvious what happened with him. He was a free agent. You got Scott Boris. Scott Boris's job, kind of like Drew Rosenhaus in the NFL, is to get you the best deal. They got as much money as they possibly could from the Royals. He got offered a five-year, $100 million deal. They then took that offer to bigger clubs, teams that were willing to spend more money. 
They got seven for 144 against the Padres. And if it's a $40 million difference between the Royals and the Padres, you got to take that deal. You took that deal and the pressure instantly kicks in. You got to live up to be in this $144 million player to people that don't know you. You came up in the Kansas City system. You know this organization. You've seen that same park and attendant every day that you've gone to the stadium. And I think some of that pressure weighed on Eric Hosmer, and he didn't have the success that he clearly wanted to have in San Diego when he made the deal. I do think that's something to keep in mind with these players as they think about free agency, and it's also a reason why you've seen so many players who don't have a tie to Kansas City still live in Kansas City after their career. It's something unique about this place. And if you can make really good money and be happy and be in a place that you love and a place that appreciates you, maybe that's worth $3 million to you over the span of your lifetime. Three. You know it's everywhere. And hit number three is college football. But, Carrington, we now know for sure the college football committee approved the five plus seven rule going forward for the college football playoff. But... That doesn't mean the committee and the powers that be didn't discuss or at least kick around the idea of moving from 12, which we've never seen on the field, to 14. You are very outspoken. You didn't want to go from 4 to 12. You hated the idea. You were anti the notion. Are you already pre-upset that they are discussing or at least kicking the tires on potentially going to 14, which you know that means 16, 18, 20 could be coming down the line. I mean, I understand that I might be a little bit of a purist when it comes to the college football regular season because it's something to protect. It seems a little bit disingenuous how we criticize the NBA players for not taking the regular season so seriously and we should try and now we try to water down every other regular season in favor of increasing the interest in the postseason that college football has something really really special that I would say not even the NFL has all of the regular season games matter in college football. We just watched the Chiefs. The Chiefs went 4-4 four and four down the stretch. It had no effect on their ability to win the championship. They still won it. If that was college football, they would have been eliminated. They would have had more of a sense of urgency to try to figure it out. That's what I like about the sport. That when you get the commissioner who seems to forget the plot, and he says, quote, we want fans to think, that a game in the second week of November, even if you've already lost two or three games, still has a lot of value. That's not what I signed up for college football big, that you got these two nine and three teams and now this game has such great important value. No, what was wrong with the system that we had? We had the SEC championship game between Georgia and Alabama. You and I, the viewer, knew going into it. If you lose, you are eliminated. That's a playoff game. Sure, they didn't wrap it in some cool thing and call it the college football playoff, but the SEC championship game this year was a playoff. Georgia lost in the playoffs. They couldn't advance. That's life. In the Big Ten, you had Michigan and Ohio State. We all knew the winner of this game will advance. The loser of this game will not advance. One team lost. They couldn't advance. That's life. We now want college football to be like all these other sports that we have diminished the regular season and it only the playoff matters. That's not what I want college football to be. I think this is a wrong direction for it to go. 
I don't like the idea of expanding to 12. I certainly don't like the idea of expanding to 14. Eight was enough. If you were going to do this eight, I still think preserved a lot of what you were talking about in the regular season when it came to college football and still kept the purity of the regular season. And you still would have kept it where seeding mattered, where if you win this game, you get a home game. And that obviously would have had a tremendous value in the first round of the playoffs for you to be at home as opposed to going on the road. That's good. I would have been for that. But for the commissioner of the Big Ten to say, we want fans to know that you can lose three games and still have a lot of value. I don't want a college football playoff where you could potentially have three or four losses and still make it. No. Yeah, but your college football has an undefeated Florida State watching at home. Well. Because they got throttled in their bowl game, but that was because the opt-outs like Keon Coleman, hopefully future chief Keon Coleman. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Sat out because there was nothing left to play for. And an undefeated team that did exactly what you said. They took care of the purity of the regular season. They even won a marquee matchup in September over LSU. Throttled LSU, mind you. They did everything you just said. And the system that you're defending said, screw you to the Knowles. Yeah, and I said, I, I'm fine with you expanding it to eight. But now we've gone from four to 14. There are not 14 teams last season that were in the conversation for the college football championship. We're not 14 teams last season. Like, I'm even looking at who the 14th team would have been. Penn State last year. Rob, you think that Penn State was a team that worthy of competing for the national championship last year? So Penn State last year lost to every team that we thought was good. They lost to Michigan last year. They lost to Ohio State last year. They lost their bowl game last year. That We need to create a system so Penn State can have a chance to compete for the national championship or Oklahoma last season. No. That is not what I'm trying to create. I'm just a believer that in college football, you usually have your chance to win the championship and you squandered it at some point. You played Georgia at home. You had a chance. Georgia beat you. You get to go to the Sun Bowl. That's great. Enjoy the Sun Bowl. This is just a simple repackaging of bowl games. That's what it is. Bowl games stopped mattering. They had to figure out a way to make bowl games matter again because kids didn't want to play them anymore. So they figured out a way of, oh, let's just call it the playoff. And now bowl games that kids were opting out of, you now have to play in these games because we made them part of the playoff. That's what they're expanding. There are not 14 teams in college football that could Arizona was not winning the college championship last year. They have simply repackaged the bowl games. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You're listening to the drive with Carrington Harrison brought to you by deep Esqually Moore car, truck, or motorcycle wreck. Remember Mike's got this on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas city chiefs, 610 sports radio. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Chiefs fans, it's Patrick Mahomes. Catch me every Monday with CDOT during the season on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back in on the drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. So I was perusing the interwebs, and I was reading, and there continues to be a lot of smoke that the Chiefs could potentially go get Mike Evans. And there was an offshore betting account that did the odds, and they actually had the number one team to go get Mike Evans was Kansas City. The Chiefs were a plus 200 favorite to go get Mike Evans. The Jets were at plus 300. The Chicago Bears were at plus 500. The Chiefs potentially have the inside track, the story read, to go out there and get Mike Evans. Rob, and then you told me what Spot Track had to say about Mike Evans and what they had his projected contract turning out to be. And you know what? No thanks. Now, I'm not one to disagree with Spot Track. I love Spot Track. You guys know that. They've been on the show multiple times over the course of the season. I'm sure that they're going to be on the season again between now and the start of free agency. But if you were telling me that the projected contract puts Mike Evans where he is going to be a top five highest paid wide receiver in the National Football League, I am here telling you that I strongly disagree that that is going to be the case. They have Mike Evans at around a four-year, $92 million deal, making $23 million a season. I promise you he will not make that. No. No. And I like This is not even my Mike Evans should not be in the Hall of Fame stance. This is just the market value. There's too many good wide receivers in this draft class for you to pay Mike Evans $30 million. If you're telling me on one hand I could pay Mike Evans $30 million or let's say that I'm not even in the Marvin Harrison market, but I could get Keon Coleman. I can get Odunze, the kid from Washington. I'd much rather do that and have club control and get a comparable player at a much cheaper price. I don't think the top of that market's going to be nearly as high as people think. 25 or $30 million? I mean, you think he's going to be one of the five highest paid receivers in the league? 30 is what Tyree Kill got. 28 is what Devontae Adams got. I don't think that's what Mike Evans is getting this offseason. First off, I want to say I, I respect Spot Track. I like Mike Giannetti, friend of the show, the whole deal. I don't believe his market value numbers. Yesterday, they had 
what, Austin Eckler in the fives? I believe that was the number. I think it was like 5-3 when we talked with Bink. Maybe that was Tuesday we talked with Bink. That number seems high for Austin Eckler. They have Mike Evans at $23 million a year. That number seems high for Mike Evans. So if Track's market value numbers are correct, then hard pass on Mike Evans. But I would say Track's market value numbers are based on an algorithm, not how people actually think in the negotiating room. But if it's hard and fast, pure numbers, just the money of it, 23 is nonsensical. Yeah, no, 23 is a pretty ridiculous number. And you guys know I'm all for the Chiefs going out and spending the money in free agency to go get a free agent wide receiver. I just, I find it hard to believe a player that is going to be 30 years old when the deal is signed that a team is going to make him on the five highest paid wide receivers in the league. Maybe he gets the Keenan Allen deal at four for 80, which is around $20 million. I mean, maybe that's what he signs. I think the contract is going to be a lot more comparable maybe to what Brandon Cooks got. Brandon Cooks got two years, $39 million, got around 19 per. That seems about in line with what I think Mike Evans is going to get. I wouldn't sign Mike Evans to a 25 or $30 million contract if I'm any team in the National Football League because if you're a team that that's wide receiver dependent, like let's say you really need that wide receiver. I mean, you have to be a team that already has your quarterback in place, right? Like, what team right now do we think is in a position where they're going to really spend that level of money in free agency? It's probably a team on a rookie deal, right? Or like the Bears who will have a rookie quarterback. Yeah, but I would also say, though, if you're the Bears and you have all that available cap space, I also have the ninth overall pick. I'm probably not spending the $30 million on Mike Evans. I'm probably being in the Chris Jones market. So I get my defensive player to help that side of the ball. And then I go get a rookie wide receiver. And now I pair Caleb Williams with whoever you think the second best college wide receiver is. And you feel really good about where you are from that point. Like the bears can go in a lot of different directions, especially if they trade Justin Fields. So you'll have that second round pick and you have two top 10 picks. You can get your quarterback, and then you can really go crazy with the next position. I don't think there's a lot of teams that are going to be in the 25 or $30 million range for a 30-year-old wide receiver like he is. Because I, I would say, though, and really quickly, I mean, if you think he's going to get that, how much money do you think T. Higgins is getting? If he gets $23, $25, 30000000 million, the Chiefs should not be active at all in free agency at, at wide receiver. They should just, hey, we're going to draft a guy. It's too, it's too deep a class. We're, we'll figure it out in the draft. We found Rasheed Rice last year. We can find the next guy. They, if the numbers that are being predicted for Mike Evans are correct, then Brett Veach and co should sit down in their office and say, okay, pass. No signing a wideout this year because the numbers are ridiculous because there's a trickle-down effect here too. You mentioned the trickle-up of T. Higgins. Who's the next guy beneath Mike Evans? Michael Pittman? Yeah, Michael Pittman probably. Is Michael probably Pittman's going to be at 21 in that world? 22? Are you signing Michael Pittman for $22 million a year? I'm not. I'm not signing younger Mike Evans for that deal. And that's not, you know, factoring in things like Michael Pittman is younger than Mike Evans and things like that. So if the actual market is what the spot track market value is, pass. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sitting here looking at it and I'm looking at someone asked, hey, who are the top free agent wide receivers? 
I mean, Mike Evans, you can maybe argue that he's the best one. I might argue it's T. Higgins just based on age. But if you thought Mike Evans is the best wide receiver in this draft class, I wouldn't fight you that hard. I mean, Odell Beckham is going to be a free agent. Tyler Boyd is going to be a free agent. I like Cedric Wilson as like a third option. I don't think he makes a lot of sense in Kansas City. But if you're a team that kind of needs that third or fourth wide receiver, I can see you going out and get Cedric Wilson. Kendrick Bourne's also going to be a free agent. Rob, your guy DJ Chark. It's like his sixth time. Love being, it. Sign he's him. always a free agent. Go get DJ him. Chark. How many years in a row and this is in DJ Chark? I mean, DJ Chark is perpetually available. He signed three one-year deals after he left Jacksonville. Chase that money, I'm DJ. sick of DJ Chark. Uh, he's a free agent. That's kind of it. You got T Higgins. You got Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, that's probably the list. I mean, is is that the list? There's probably five free agent wide receivers that you really like. And I mean, Odell Beckham. I mean, I'd sign him, but yeah. the, the amount the amount that I would sign Odell Beckham for, maybe what other people would, I I wouldn't give Odell Beckham a lot of money. Is there a trade candidate too that usually also shifts the market? I know, like. The year the Chiefs walked on Tyree Kill, and I guess they traded Tyree yeah. Kill. No, because that was the year Devontae Adams got oh, traded, yeah. AJ Brown got traded. So, like, you look at the upcoming, the next wave of get paid guys. Do you see Justin year. Jefferson or Jamar Chase? I mean, not that I think Kansas City would be in that market, but do you think those either one of those guys get traded this offseason? I don't think it's Jefferson. A pop. I actually think there's a chance Jefferson yeah. gets traded. I, the Vikings need a total re- rebuild. They need a quarterback. They need a lot of things. It, w- it wouldn't stun you, you would me. You get a lot for Jefferson, too. You get a massive haul. You'd get Tyreek plus type of energy. Like, would that shock me? But then what does Justin Jefferson's next contract look like? Which. You know how this works. Once one guy gets the mega deal, the next guy doesn't ask for the team-friendly I-got-your-back deal in free agency. They ask for closer to that number. That's just kind of how it shakes out. Someone on the text line said, I'd be interested in DJ Chark. He's what people wanted Justin Ross to be. Good text. Yeah, I mean. Elite wide out. I just would like to point out that if DJ Chark signs with the Chiefs, this will be his fourth team in four straight years. There's... Tell me why a receiver that seems he seems all right. Tell me why nobody wants to commit long-term to DJ Chark. He played for the Jacksonville Jaguars in 21, Detroit in 22, Carolina last year, and whatever. This would be his fourth team in four seasons. The way you feel about Adam Thielen is how I feel about DJ Chark. We you do love that, we an doing Adam that Thielen. with Adam, Adam Thielen. You love an Adam Thielen. DJ Chark is Adam Thielen now? Every time he's available, you're like, get Adam Thielen. Yeah, I know. Get a, get a, get a solid... Get a solid gym rat, coach's kid. That was first in, first out. Every day of the show before the trade deadline. What's Adam Thielen's yeah, deal? Yeah, go get Adam Thielen. I know. Hold on. Let's not disrespect Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen had a good year last year for old man. What did Adam Thielen do last year? We pull it up real quick, what Adam Thielen did last year. Oh, yeah. He had 1,000 yards receiving last year. I'm the bad guy because I wanted to, I wanted Adam aren't, Thielen. Correct me if I'm wrong. 1,000 yards receiving last aren't year. Aren't you the guy that always has on this show? Every team has to have a no, number right. one no. wide out. There he has to be one of the team. Too. Someone's got to get all those targets. They're going to throw the football. <laughs> he got, he Let's got not look at the stats. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he got 137 targets last year. <laughs> they only have one good receiver. Rob, he had Adam Thielen had 1,000 yards. His average per catch was 9.8. He was just getting on just nothing but dump offs last year for Carolina. He was catching them, though. He was catching him. I'm not going to let you do this with Adam Thielen. No, I, I I stand by Adam Thielen's season last year. He really got cheated on all pro. He, he, he really should have been a second team all pro wide receiver last year with the year he put together in Carolina. 
Coming up on the other side, there was a fun debate online. The debate was, what's the most unrealistic thing that you've seen in a sports movie? I'll tell you mine next. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. You're listening to The Drive. Now CDOT's got one extra point. All right, so I changed my mind about what I want to talk about to end the show today. I wrote this down and I just forgot to get to it, so now let's get to it. Maybe we'll get to it again tomorrow when we have a little bit more time to talk about it. I don't understand the decision by the KC Current for a couple of reasons. I guess the biggest reason is they seem really PR savvy and in the know over there. Like in my limited interaction with them, and I don't want to make it seem like I've done a whole lot of stuff with the KC Current, but I I feel like I'm kind of tapped in on this. They seem like they got a really, really smart group over there. And if someone from over there would have called me and told me, hey, we're thinking about charging $50 of parking. I would have said, all right, I think you can do that, actually, because they don't have a lot of space. Like, it's economics one-on-one, supply and demand. I think people understand that basic principle. Hey, there's not a lot of parking spaces, so we have to charge a little bit more for the parking that we do have, and some people are going to pay it. I don't even think that that's that bad. But if you were going to make the announcement that it's going to be $50 to park your car down there in a city that everybody drives for the most part, you are going to have to also simultaneously announce ways if you don't want to pay the $50 to park. Because I think a lot of people view the $50 as a gate that will stop you from going down there to support something that's really cool. They're building a venue that's primary focus is going to be women's sports. There's no venue like that in the country. To my understanding, not just soccer venue. There is no venue in the country that its sole purpose is women's sports. Outside of this, I think a lot of people want to go and want to support. It's $50 to park your car. I was talking to Alex Gold about it. Alex Gold, who's a season ticket holder. He said for some games, it's more to park than it was for his ticket to go to the game. That again, if you're going to charge the 50, okay. But you got to tell people, hey, these are the options. And if you don't have the options yet, wait. Wait the two weeks. Wait the three weeks. I don't care how long you need to wait. But, hey, if you don't want to pay the 50, we're going to have designated parking spots around the city. There's going to be a shuttle that run at these times. Here are your three possible options that you can have. One, you can just pay the 50. and You don't have to worry about it. Or we worked out a deal with Bally's Casino across. Hey, if you go over there, you buy this, and now you can go over there. There was just a better way to do this if you were the KC Current than hit people with this. When you, you've you run a great PR campaign so far. Everybody, who has a bad thing to say about the KC Current? There's no reason to have a bad thing to say about them. They've been great. This is your PR misstep? $50 parking? There was just a better way to handle this, Rob. There was a much better way. And if it's worth noting, they put out a statement saying a lot of corporate jargon, but they are exploring and in the coming weeks will show a potential off-site, you know, parking situation. That will probably be better, but that's what bothers me. If you didn't have all the particulars of the parking plan done, 
then you shouldn't have released the parking plan. I agree. If your parking plan was, hey, in a few weeks, we're going to have some more info about how you don't want to pay 50 bucks a game. We'll figure out how to get you in for much cheaper. Then you should have released all of it in one tidy package because now you are getting buried by the $50 a park per game for season ticket holders news cycle, which caring to me and you know how the game is played season ticket holders are d- designed to get better perks and packages than the single game guy. If you're a chief season ticket holder, your parking pass per game is better than the person who drives up to the window. If the current is at 50 per game for the season ticket holders, woof. If you're a single game goer, yeah, especially when correct me if I'm wrong and I always got a parking pass. So I'm maybe the wrong person to say this. It's free to park at sporting. Isn't it? hundred percent free. It's free. It is free. Now they have priority lots for part for people. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I thought it was free. Now sometimes I usually have the tag and I can park like right there in the front or whatever. But it, it's free. So I just this wasn't the way to do it if you were the KC current. Rob, why don't they hire this show to work PR for these people? I'm here to help. I have no idea. I'm here to help. Because now what what will be a great story in about 14 to 16 days and they take the field of first ever women's sports venue opens up is going to be buried under the news cycle of $50 to park there. And if you know how the internet works, if they have one parking snafu that opening day, that's going to be what you see on Twitter. So on the text line says, I think this is smart. Allow time for people to get over the initial outrage, allow people to process, then listen to people and then give alternative solutions. You could have just done this from the very beginning. You could have just done this from the beginning. The people at Casey Current, they have my number for PR. I would have given them the tools from the very beginning. I live downtown, and I think I know this kind of stuff. I would have told you this is a bad plan. Someone said people are going to park at Bally's. I'm here telling you that Bally's is going to tow your car. <laughs> I mean, they coming out, and they they already have it up on their website. They have, a, they have the parking plan up. They waited for the current, and they already have it. <laughs> I imagine Rieger's the same. And theirs is $75 to park there. It is $50 to park, and you get a $25 gift card to inside their restaurant. You did not think that Bally's was giving you a deal, did you? It's a casino. (laughs) It's a casino. No. They're not cutting deals for you. No, you can pay the $75. Give them the $50, or give us the $75, you can come eat on the inside. Back again tomorrow. Take care of yourself. It's the drive. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.